I'm Dave Nordman, executive editor of the Telegram and Gazette, joined in this voice of business by Tim Murray, CEO and president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome again, Tim. Dave, thanks for having us, and thank uh, Fidelity Bank for hosting the Voice of Business, and as well as the Telegram for for supporting, facilitating uh, this first segment of the the Radio Blast. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, speaking of the Telegram, the Voice of Business, <laughs> the Voice of Business, yes. Voice of Business, and speaking of the Telegram, and um, you know, and uh, our opinion sections, more specifically. Um, you know, off the air, we we're talking about a, a recent op-ed um, that you uh, you co-authored. Yeah, uh, Peter Foreman. He had served uh, both, uh, I believe, in the Weld, Salucci, and Swift administrations. He had been a former state rep from the South Shore, but but uh, uh, Peter right now is the president and has been for some time the president and CEO of the South Shore Chamber of Commerce, and the both of us uh, did a joint op-ed that appeared in the Telegram. Uh, talking about the film tax credit, which is something that has been approved by you know different administrations. Uh, you know, back Governor Patrick and I, um, you know, supported and, and helped kind of launch this uh, film tax credit to to an expanded level. And uh, these tax credits run for a certain amount of years. And so, currently, right now at the state house, the the the, the administration as well as the the House and Senate are deliberating. You know the pros and cons of, of extending this tax credit uh, in its current form, or more modifying it. And what what uh, Peter Foreman and I have argued is that you know we should extend this tax credit. That while it is uh, one of the more generous tax credits in terms of the film film industry, uh, it has now expanded in, in the the industry in a sense that. You know, it's not just movies, it's TV shows, it's streaming, and it's something that does create jobs uh, in every region of the state that uh, markets the state in, in ways that uh, otherwise the Commonwealth would be spending money to do and really adds to the Massachusetts brand. And, you know, in the op-ed, we talk about, you know, some of the movies uh, that have been, been – and some of them which received some nominations last night, uh, receipt was a recipient, uh, Sound of Metal – uh, there was uh, The Honest Thief, which was filmed extensively in Worcester, The Finest Hours, which was on the South Shore, American Hustle again, yeah, extensively watched, uh, in Worcester. You know, I watched I watched The Honest Thief for the first time uh, the other day, and um, it's a good movie. You know, I, I, uh, I'd i been meaning to watch it, meaning to watch it, and then uh, and found it on Amazon, and it's a, it's a good watch. But, you know, I think... People who watch these movies and read about these movies being, you know, filmed locally in in the Telegram and other places, um, you know, they don't really, really re- realize the, you know, why these, you know, why the film industry is here in the first place. And it's, you know, yes, Central Massachusetts is a is a is a great scenic place with lots of inter- infrastructure, but. To the point of your op-ed, it goes deeper than that, and that's it's the financial incentives that that bring them here that then create this spin-off effect. Right, and these these tax credits are sold, and that encourages you know the the industry to come here. And you know, some people have said, well, you know, you are we subsidizing you know, multimillionaire actors? Well, you know, you could argue that, but you could also say we're also creating you know real jobs at the film studios, which are up at Devon's and and other locations around the state. Uh, we real you know we're we're in 
putting an infusion of dollars into our arts and uh, cultural uh, uh, and creative communities who help build the sets and designs and do so much of the creative work that goes into making, you know, the modern day film or movie or, or, or TV shows or series. And with the proliferation now of things like Disney Plus and Hulu and Netflix, each one of these kind of what we used to think of as stations uh, or or kind of channels now are paying to create their own content. So that creates a huge upside. If we've got so much of this infrastructure here and people who know how to do this work on the sets. I mean, just think of how when The Free Guy, that movie that was being being filmed here on Worcester for, you know, for a couple of days – on Franklin and over where the Brew Cafe is, that whole area was transformed with artists and production people and investing money into some of the properties. Uh, you know, similarly, you know, with the Honest Thief and, and when American Hustle. So these are, you know, some of these jobs are temporary, yes, but some of them are permanent as well. Yeah, and I think people, to your point, I think people look at it as, you know, they're in and they're out, but it, it, you know, to your argument, it definitely has, you know, a spinoff effect, which kind of counters the critics who say it's, you know, it we're just kind of like, you know, giving this away. Yeah, no, and, and that's, and, you know, there's good pro and con argument to be made, but I think when you weigh all of these things, uh, it, it and then there's a certain intangible that is very hard to quantify financially. So let's go think of the movie Goodwill Hunting. To this day, the L Street Tavern has people who, when they come to Boston, want to go to the L Street Tavern to be take a selfie or pictures. You know, we're parts where Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, you know, filmed you know pieces of that movie. You see that you know around the state, whether it be Perfect Storm or uh, you know and other and other places. So you know, the Crow's Nest where where the Perfect Storm you know was filmed up in, in Gloucester. So. These are all things that add to the Massachusetts brand. Like when you, so I'm telling you, and and not a lie, I I grew up in Gardner, and there's a diner there called the Blue Moon Diner, and I still have people say, oh, that's where the movie School Ties was yep. was filmed. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and and you can you can point out these things in cent, Central Massachusetts right. too. I have people who who saw uh, the uh, uh, the the Christmas movie there, um, Christmas on Ice, right. and said. Oh, you know, I've been to the Birch Tree Bread, you know, company right. many times. Right. So I, I, I hear you. you yeah, know? and defending Jacob was another one they filmed yeah. in the movie. And again, you know, I, I think when we think of our arts and cultural community, we think of our creative economy. This this ties into that. And uh, you know, one of the things that, that Peter Foreman, you know, really uh, feels strongly about is when you think states have to market themselves right now the city of new york is spending 30 million dollars on an advertising campaign this is the big apple you know the greatest city in the world they're spending $30,000 in advertising these movies do some of that they help sell the massachusetts brand not nationally but also internationally uh you know with the filming and the film and the backdrops you know uh you know you think of movies like you know <laughs> the departed the town all of those you know pieces you know, cause people to kind of come here, and then you remember a year ago, a year ago for the Super Bowl. Not, I don't think it was this most recent Super Bowl, but the one the year before when they had the the various Massachusetts accents selling the Sonata. You know, the whole Massachusetts accent and brand, and again, those all all things that allow our state to punch above its weight, and kind of our arts and culture, our venues, our scenery, our history, all elements of that. Yeah, and and these are, um, you know. You look at these in, in the op-ed quoting, they're long-term investments, right? These aren't just like one and done. Right. These are, these are um, 
this is the film industry continuing to come Contin- back. That's exactly right. So you think about, you know, carpenters building sets, ordering the, the wood and the materials from the local lumber yards, you know, local lighting uh, companies, you know, and rigging companies for the, the technicians, the craftspeople. Uh, those, it's a huge you know, network of people and, and products that then go to support the actors. So the actors in some ways are almost like the aftermath, uh, but but certainly they generate some excitement. And for the time that they're here, similar to athletes, they pay taxes, you know, on the income that they receive, you know, while they're here as well. Yeah. And talk about, talk about the technical issue. Like where does the tax credit stand? Like who's for it, against it? Kind of like what, where does it, you know, kind of where do things sit at the yeah, moment? Yeah. Well, there seems to be support to continue, you know, to continue to expand or not expand the, the deadline, you know, the, 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 to extend the, time, the the date on the tax credit. Uh, there's some debate and, and, you know, there's a strong uh, group in the Senate that, that seem to be not in favor of this. Uh, the governor, lieutenant governor, I, I, I don't know that they've commented extensively on it to date, but, but you know, we want to we, we want to try to make sure that as we think about the Massachusetts economy, one of the strengths that it has had, and particularly here in central Massachusetts, is that we've got a diverse economy. We're not wholly reliant on any one particular sector. And I think this is a good example of if we can continue to grow this, because since the tax credit, has, film tax credit's been uh, in, uh, in 2006. Effect, since 2006, right. we've seen this industry grow here. And again, uh, with, with, uh, pandemic, we've seen people consume and devour uh, streaming content, that is going to increase. That's going to continue to increase because it's deemed to be a good investment by so many of these, these, these media companies now, which aren't just showing shows, they're creating content. And if we can be a place where, um, you know, these films, these TV shows, these streaming uh, series and things are filmed, you know, we're creating, a, 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 well, we're, incub- we're incubating and growing a sector that has got a, a toehold here and uh, a workforce, which is important to any sector. Yeah, and over, and again, worth repeating, over 30 films and projects have been filmed since that time. It's a significant number. Um, so, you know, I mean, some have called it a hotbed, but it certainly isn't uh, – it's not anything that you can uh, say is just a flash in the pan for sure. Right. We've got a company here, you know, uh, right up uh, off of Franklin Street in the Grafton Hill neighborhood that supplies uh, setting materials, you know, for movies across the country. Again, you know, here, you know, here locally, paying taxes in the city of Worcester, employing people. Uh, you know, so, you know, Telegram, I think, did a story on that not too long ago, Westerman's, you know, prop house, you know, with all the, so yep. if you want to go back and make a 1940s movie, you go up there and they'll give you a, what is a 1940 living room or kitchen might look like. Um, uh, they, you know, they can do all these things. So there's a lot of creativity and in, in work and in, in uh, 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 dollars spent and generated that go along with this. Yeah, and I know, um, I know the governor, you know, it's been, a few years since he sort of kind of voiced his, you know, not opposition, but he hasn't exactly come out and supported. But there are, there, you know, as the momentum grows, there seems to be um, more support than not, at least from from kind of what you hear on the show. Yeah, and I and I think some of that goes to the fact that uh, you know all of these kind of new streaming and movies and TVs and 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 uh, TVs, you know companies, media companies creating their own content, 
budgets are, are growing exponentially. So those create opportunities for people in the film industry. Uh, you know, they make decisions just like any other business would about where they're going to place long-term investments. You know, where do they want to be housed? And the, the film's tax credit is a is a piece of that puzzle. And it's expiring. You know, it's next year. So the idea is, if we and then this legislative session, sometime, they want to make it. They want to make it permanent. Is that correct? Yeah, permanent right. or, or or five or ten years. Exactly, which yeah. is the idea. Similar. That's usually where these tax credits run. Not 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 so much permanent, but permanent for a set number of years. So it's not a a year to year thing. So I think the idea would be, if the in this legislative session, which concludes in in June of 2021. Uh, making that decision to extend the tax credit for a five or ten year period. Yeah, it would. I mean, I'm thinking the um, the reason to eliminate the tax is the thinking that these uh, the movies would be made here anyways. Um, I mean, what is the what is the what is the theory behind eliminating something that is clearly shown to have at least attracted business? Well, the, I I, th- I I have yet to hear anyone say that they would come here anyway. Um, I think the argument is that you're subsidizing an industry, and people make the same argument with the uh, you know Mass Life Sciences you know Center and and the bond bill to help fund the life life sciences industry. Same with the green sector, and I think the counter argument to, to that uh, is: look, these are new sectors of the economy, uh, you know, or evolving sectors, and. You know, there is a breaking point when you maybe you're investing too much, but if you're getting a return on your investment, it's not it's not a bad thing to put some money. If at the end of the day, you're making more money than you're paying. So out. it's it's a perfect case of you've got to give a little to get a little. I, I think that's a, a yeah, fair and, analogy. I mean, to put you on the spot, like uh, looking at other states and what they offer. I mean. Um, if not Massachusetts, I, mean, I can assume that other states are offering uh, the same sort of incentives. Yeah, and, and that's that's where you've got to calibrate this, Dave, candidly. And I, that's, I think one of the concerns that people have who are opposed to it is that this becomes a, a race t- you know, to who can give the most generous tax credit. And there's a fair point to that. I, I, I guess the, what, what we're saying is if we can stay competitive – um, and build that infrastructure, the the the, the uh, film houses, the have the workforce that can can do this, provide the expertise in the range of settings which Massachusetts and and can can really can. You can be in an urban environment. You can just moments away be on the water, uh, other in a, a rural environment. All within a kind of cost-effective. I get it. Radius. And so it becomes sort of like a two-dimensional. Like once you've spent the money and the tax credits to build the infrastructure to get everything in place, maybe then you know you can kind of pull back slightly. And but it's just that sliding scale of what you have to give to get becomes a little bit more um, fiscally sensible, I guess. Yeah, I no, and that, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I wouldn't say you film this at any cost. I right. mean, the idea is that you want to make sure you're getting return on investment. And what makes this one a little bit trickier than maybe, and again, in fairness to, to the, some of the opponents, what makes this one a little bit trickier compared to maybe the, the, the life sciences or, or green energy, uh, you know, some of the tax credits that are related to those types of things is, you know, that, that uh, there is an intangible piece here. You know, how does this, this plays into the Massachusetts brand? This plays into, um, you know, uh, the state's ability to market itself so that people want to come here 
for travel and tourism or to, to visit <clears throat> or maybe to stay or, or relocate. Um, and, and I'm not sure anyone relocates here necessarily because of a movie, but it adds to that brand or cachet, and there's a value to that. Yeah, there's definitely a spinoff effect. It, it could be movies. It could be uh, having a successful you know, um, baseball team. Yep. I mean, it's just, you don't, you don't realize that they don't, you know, it's one doesn't necessarily lead to the other. And there's always, there's always some sort of, uh, you know, uh, spinoff there. That's right. Right. And then we've just seen in the last year, I mean, George Clooney was here a couple of weeks ago filming up on Sudbury street here in downtown, the old commerce eye. You've had filming in the DCU center, uh, even during the COVID 19. And, uh, so, you know, it, it Worcester is, uh, you mentioned a movie, Honest Thief. I mean, it seemed like three quarters of it was filmed in the city, and right. you know that's that's a that's a plus for everyone. And, and they spent some money around around here while they were here. Absolutely, that is Tim Murray, CEO and President of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, great as always, Tim. Uh, excited. Uh, next time we talk, we'll be right around the the corner from the uh, from the opening day of the Worcester Red Sox. Yeah, really excited. Uh, read Joe McDonald's article this weekend from a guy who... That, you know, if you haven't read it, yeah. uh, it's, it's you know, he told me he was writing it and I'm going to write it. And, um, you know, I know the Globe has written similar stories. Uh, people who say they, they'll never come to Worcester. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're coming now. They're here, right. So uh, thanks as always, Tim. I'm Dave Nordman's... Uh, the executive editor of the Telegram Gazette. We'll do it again next week, Tim. Thanks, Dave.